You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. He reigns. Sometimes I just tell myself, you see, because of the God you serve and because of the God you represent, you shouldn't really bother yourself too much. Number one is dependable. He's reliable, he's faithful, he's on time, he's good, he's marvelous. He said he's always doing wonders. So even if you don't know what to do, if you stand and just praise his name, wonders will be happening because that's what he does. He says this day is the day of salvation. He will save, he will deliver, he will heal. That's what he does. Praise the Lord. So it's a privilege to serve a God like our God. The songwriter sang and says, only a God like you. Only a God like our God. Hallelujah. I don't know how others worship their own God. But this God, though, is too good. He's too good. Praise the Lord. He's too good. uh, We serve a God who loves us so much more that we are working to catch up. He said we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. Every love we are loving him back with is a love that he has already showered upon us. He says the love of God has been shed abroad upon our hearts. By who? By the Holy Spirit. Everything we are giving to him is what he has given us first. Someone sang and says, it's the song that you gave to me that I bring back to you. Everything we give to God. This is our God. I don't know about the other people's God. The righteousness that we, you know, some of us want to pose with is the righteousness he gave us. Our own righteousness is like filthy rags. The best of us is not up to the list of his standard. But when he gives us his life, he says he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we might what? Become the righteousness of God. When he gives us that righteousness, then we begin to practice it. It's like you posing, someone buys a car for you and gives you the car and then you start posing because you're driving the car. You're driving the car only because what? He gave it. That's what our righteousness is. We practice righteousness because we're giving what? The gift of righteousness. If not, we would have been riding tired. How many of us know? Some of us are too young. Or Boris. How many of us know Boris? You know tire. You know those tires? Some of us had names. Our own were 4-4. You hit it. 4-4. You know? And you're moving. And then we used to take turns. He said, I'm turning. And we used to race. But it was tired. It wasn't a car. That's our righteousness. <laughs> or Boris. Some of the Boris, some people will p- finish. Oh, no. You people are too young here. Some of them will be designed with brakes, you know, with rubber slippers for brakes. And then some even had plate numbers. Oh, Yes. With steering, you balance like this. It was a sports car. It used to be very low. Rav, the way you're moving, you must have been a consultant. <laughs> you know? And there were cars. Praise God. Okay, come with me. Matthew 28. We'll see what it says there. I think that also fell into the verse for you version today. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. Let's see what it says. We should know that very well. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying... All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Let's go back to verse 18. I think it was a few Sundays ago that we established something here. That power and authority are very similar, but authority is slightly different from power. Because power, I haven't really captured how to explain it, but if, if I could make an attempt, you see, power is my ability to maybe lift this speaker, the loudspeakers that you can see on the stage. I have the power to do that because it's already inherent in me, okay? But I have the authority, okay, to do things that I don't have power to do. Does it help? So our Lord Jesus Christ says here, all authority has what? Been given to me. And he says, go therefore. In other sense, he says, all authority has what? Been transferred to you. So power, in the sense I'm describing it, I cannot transfer my ability to raise the speaker to you. The last speaker. I can't transfer it to you. But I can transfer my authority. If I give you the keys to my car now, and said, enjoy this car for one week. Praise the Lord. You can go to your village and come back. They can, you can receive a chieftaincy title just for that car. Then after one week, what is no longer your own? Did you steal it? No, but you exercise what? The authority that was given to you. So we find in this scripture, Lord Jesus gives us authority. And this authority says we should use it to do what? To make disciples. Now, what, what, the thing he said before they make disciples is go therefore. And Bible scholars have said that that go therefore is not necessarily a missionary venture. It includes it, but it is more than a missionary venture. In which case, some of us are planning to go to Kutuwenji. You're planning to go to Iran and Iraq to preach the gospel. All of that is part of it. But simply says, as you go. As you go, so until you go to Kutuwenji in Zamfara or in uh, Boronu or wherever, it says when you're going home and you go to work, as you go to the market, what should you do? Make disciples. In fact, let me say this. Some time ago, the Lord said to me, do you know that people are more likely to have an encounter with me in the course of their routine work than in religious gatherings? The truth is this, most of those things that they put up and they get camera ready and they get people ready and then they do. Some of them, a lot of them are questionable. The real signs and wonders, it says these signs will do what? Will follow you as you're going to work, you're a businessman, you're holding a business meeting, your colleague can choke and be having a heart attack. You remember you carry the anointing. At that moment, what you do? You go therefore. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? You're driving on the road. You encounter a situation. You go there for why? Authority as well. You are there on his behalf. Everywhere you find yourself, God is expecting to be what? Made known. That's what he's saying. I've given you the authority. I'm not there, but you are there. You have my authority to perform. Somebody say Amen. So he says, with that authority, we are going to do what? Make disciples of all the nations. Praise the Lord. What I have in mind to share with us 
it's a bit about the name, but I'm finding it difficult to put it together. But just be patient with me, and we'll get to it before we leave in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 4, we have another account that I would like us to read. So we just have that as an introduction. Acts chapter 4, I'll read from verse 23, 23 to 31. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. This is a very comforting passage, that's Psalm 2, for the season that we're in. Because if you observe and look at all the things that are happening, it can be a bit disheartening. Especially when you're praying and you're praying and you're praying. Let's continue. 27 says, For truly, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, we are gathered together to do, but note verse 28, let's read together, to do whatever your hand and your purpose determine before to be done. Okay, let's read 27 again. For truly, Against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. This is unanimous. We are gathered together to do what? To do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Let's stop here. We actually should have gone down, but let me stop here so I don't miss it. You see, the power of God... If we don't fully understand the place of the power of God, we can get discouraged when we should not be discouraged. You see, many of us would have had personal experiences and as a nation also, and, you know, maybe for some persons, you know, for the things that are happening in the United States, everywhere. The power of God, there is no question that all power does what? Belongs to God. Power belongs to God. Every power, the same way, every source of light on earth is the sunlight. Is the sunlight. Source of life on earth is the, if you remove it, bios will cease. There is no two source. But now that power can be translated and come out in different ways. The same way, every power that there is flows from God. Now, because we know that and we believe that, we are tempted to imagine that God also is like a magician, in which case, in every circumstance, he will overpower his adversaries. But I want us to learn something this morning. And it simply says, omnipotence is subservient to the purposes of God. In which case, we can put it this way. In other words, God's power is there to help further or accomplish God's purposes. God's power is to help to do what? Accomplish God's purposes. God's power is not for display to be measured. God's power is to do what? What God was. Let's look at verse uh, 20, 28 now. To do. Let's read it together, everybody. To do 
whatever your hand and your purpose determine what? Before to be done. Hold on now. Who is doing here? Who are the people doing something here? Let's read 27. Okay, first of all, let's take it easily. Who are they doing things against here? It's against who? The Son of God. Who are the people doing it? Herod, Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, and who? All of them. Now, if you are looking at this, what does it appear? It appears that these people have overpowered Jesus. Isn't it what he's saying? But when you come to 28, now come to 28. 28 says, they are able to do only that thing which your hand and your what? Predetermined purpose has said to be done. So who is doing? Who is doing? Pilate. This accords with what we read in John 19, 11, where Pilate said to Jesus, won't you answer me? Don't you know that I have power to set you free or power to keep you bound? What did Jesus say to him? Jesus laughed at him. He says you could have what? No power at all. At all means you won't even be alive if I didn't allow you to be alive. You won't be seated on this seat if I didn't allow you to be seated here. You won't be judging this case if I didn't allow you to judge. Meanwhile, this, the judgment you're going to arrive at, I am the one who has predetermined it. it. says you could have no power at all over me unless, unless it were what? Given to you. Praise the Lord. You see, he, he's saying something here. Retreating something. Power ultimately, always, consistently belongs to who? Belongs to God. But there will be situations in your life. There will be situations in my life. There will be situations in our corporate existence where this power may seem not to be working in our interest immediately. But as we saw in, we're now back to Acts as we saw in Acts 4.28, it says this, you know, rogue power, or whatever power this time, can only do whatever your hand. And this captures the scripture that says, no temptation, what, has befallen you. In other sense, no temptation will be allowed to befall you, except what, such as is common to man. And with every of such temptations, what would this supreme power do it will make sure that what you are not tempted beyond and then it will make sure that there is a door you can walk out on when it gets to her somebody say amen, amen. So you are listening to me and it's as though the temptation is getting beyond then look no further there is a door around for you to get out when it's about to get to the point where you feel you can bear it the faithfulness of God and the omnipotence of God and the power of God, his reliability assures that a door has been provided. And that was the case with Joseph in the prison. You see, the Bible says it was two years after he had interpreted the dream. And we don't know how long he was there before he did the interpretation. But they went and they forgot. Who knows what would have happened if he got to three years? But God who said, Joseph, I know how much you can bear. 
The same way he's telling to you, young lady, I know how much what you can bear. Young man, I know how much you can bear. That family there, I know how much what you can bear. It may seem as if the devil and his, you know, court have done and done and done this. He says, I set the lead. I know when to lift it and the pressure will go. Praise the Lord. So he says there, to do whatever your hand and your purpose determine before to be done. 29, now look at the prayer of the apostles here. He says, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that what? That with all boldness, they may speak your word. The temptation when we don't know that power belongs to God in spite of is that we stop speaking in boldness or with boldness. You must never stop speaking the word of God. My wife and I were watching a, a, a Chinese movie. There's new, this new channel. If you want to watch movies safely, you know, you know what I mean, safely. That's the no, movies that won't insult your eyes. It's 114 DSTV. They will show you Bruce Lee of 1978, you know. But you won't see any naked person. You won't see any of those useless things. And you must stop seeing those things. Are you hearing me? Uh-huh. They defile your eyes. They insult you. Okay? You won't hear any useless language. So this Chinese man in this movie, they killed him. The man didn't want to die. He'll move like this. He didn't want to die. After some time, after he should have died, he heard the sound of his enemies coming again. He got up. <laughs> Uh, he got up and continued fighting. It was when he finished fighting that I now agreed to die. <laughs> Praise God. The Christian cannot be put down as long as he's speaking the words of God. Until the word, or rather unless the word stops proceeding from your mouth, you cannot be put down. Jesus had to say, it is finished for him to be able to die. The disciples said, give us grace under the circumstance to continue to do what? To speak with boldness. The events in our nation can make you stop talking like a Christian. Have you seen many Christians who are no longer talking like Christians? They are talking like unbelievers. Please leave that prayer thing. Leave that God thing. That is where that whole thing is said to move you to. But if you know that there is a source of power. You see, in the kit of the pilot, the Air Force pilot or whoever, who is going you know, on a mission, one of the most important things that he has to carry on his body, you know, in case of an accident or he has to eject from the plane, is the ability to communicate with headquarters. If he loses it, even if he lands safe and sound, he will not know which direction to go. But no matter how, how bad his personal situation is, if he's able to establish connection, you know what will happen. Surely, help will be able to come. The same way it is for the Christian. If you stop speaking God's word, God cannot act on your behalf. Some of us have used our mouth to sign off our marriages, sign off our children, sign off our situations. And you, 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 you are being reasonable. But you see, the just shall live by what? By faith. And the, what's the spirit of faith? He said, I believe that what? It's, it is I see and I speak. 
Seeing and speaking is the basest level. If a dog sees it, it will bark. Are you getting what I'm saying? What makes you a spirit if you're still going to walk with seeing and speaking? A lot of people will tell you seeing is believing. It's okay that in the flesh. Praise the Lord. He that is in the flesh cannot please God. They're in the flesh. So I see, I speak. You tell somebody, cancel somebody, husband and wife. They say, this man hasn't changed you. This man hasn't changed. If you keep saying that, what is going to happen? The man may never change. Praise the Lord. Learn from the Yoruba parents, those grandmothers I hear, that they're beating the child. They won't say, uh, is it Oludanfu or whatever. They'll be prophesying to the child, but the child is getting some heavy smacking. Do you understand what I'm saying? They are beating the child, but they are speaking the thing that will raise the child up. It's the same thing for us that are spiritual. So the apostles here said, Lord, we see all these things. What we need is what? Boldness to continue to what? To speak your word. To speak your word. Fulanese have not taken over Nigeria. They desire but in their dreams. Praise the Lord. The Islamic agenda has not overrun Nigeria. They may have plotted it. They may have planned it. But the Bible says to us that he that sits in heaven shall what? Shall laugh. He will put them in derision. You will not begin to say their desire. Anytime I get a forwarded message of people saying, this is what they're planning to do. The level, the way at, at which I used to look at the person goes down. I'm telling you the truth. Because why should you be, do you know how much it will cost us to publicize this meeting? If we wanted to bring NTO channels to put us on air, why will you now be doing free publicity for the enemy? They don't pay you. You're not part of them. According to you, they want to kill. And then you're advertising it. A few weeks ago, they told you not to go to church because they're planning something. And some of you didn't come. Ndonu. Many, three, four years ago, the American embassy would say, don't go to any crowded place and you will not go. I mean, how can you live your life like that? How can you live your life? The judge shall live by what? By faith. By faith. And when you understand the power source, the truth is this. Nobody dies. The principles of God are so clear. It said, and two sparrows sold for what? A farthing. And not one falls to the ground What? Without your heavenly father's permission, are you not of greater value than they are? I need you to deal with that question. Are you not of greater value? How much protection can you actually give to yourself? You hide yourself in a room. Do you know how many people they've broken down the doors of their room to find dead? But people have survived plane crashes. I told you here many, I think a couple of years back, I read the story of a man in America. He survived it at seven, 17 gunshots and somewhere in his head, and he survived. Some people, it's three bullet that kills them. In fact, some people, as their neighbor is falling, they're dying. The bullet didn't hit them. It's proximity to bullet that kills them. <laughs> Don't fear death. Praise the Lord. The God you serve has power over the grave, over death, over everything. Put your trust in him. Okay, so this man said, they said, we want to continue to speak your word with boldness. Child of God, the word concerning your healing, continue to speak it in spite of how you're feeling. The word concerning your prosperity, continue to speak it in spite of what? How you're feeling. Circumstances don't circumscribe God's power. They don't. The truth is this, everything that is of worth 
is subject to test. Everything. Or better still, everything that is to be used will be subject to test. If you're involved in, if you're a civil engineer here now, you know that there are ions and there are ions. And each of them have their strength recorded. So from the factory, they've said this ion can bear this kind of load. How do they know? Before they brought it to the market, they passed it through a test. The reason some person is going through a test here is because God wants to bring you to the market to display you. But if you fail in that test, the Bible says if you fail in the day of adversity, what is happening? He said they will drop you. They say this one, we can't use it there. Let's mix it and use it to make a, a signboard. It can't carry weight. So they prayed this prayer. And they said to the Lord, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through your name, through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And 31 says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaking. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with what? Boldness. So what is the conclusion of this situation? They kept speaking the word. They kept speaking the word. You must keep what? Speaking the word. You know why? If we understand the Bible, in the beginning, God created all that you see. Praise God. Created the heavens and the earth. What did he create it, create it with? He created it what? With his word. Without the word was nothing made that was made. So if everything was made by God's word, with what will God remake everything? With what will he repair everything? With what will he rearrange everything? It's his word. We must never fail. Okay, so having that understanding, let me now, you know, explain, uh, let us explain this name that we're saying. So when the Bible says, whatever thing you ask in my name, that the Father will do. Okay, many of us, we've been in situations where we say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I will have you know that the name of Jesus is not an abracadabra name. You know, there's a footballer that is named Jesus now. And then, they, so I think parts of um, Latin America, a lot of people answer Jesus. Okay, so I'm sure when their teacher says, Jesus, come here, let me spank you. He's not talking about uh, Jesus. Hmm? Uh-huh. That Jesus has mother, father that will be spanking him, brothers that will be, you know. So it's not, it's not the sound of the name. It's neither of those. When you hear the name of Jesus, or when uh, the Bible says in the name of, it's saying in the interest in the interest, if, I, if somebody comes to you and says, in the name of pastor, or rather the pastor said you should do this, what has he done? He has spoken to you or given you an instruction. It's the same thing with the authority we're talking about. Not in his name, okay? Like many years ago, I remember in the former church, um, in my UAPA then, I don't know what was happening, what we were planning to do. Just, you know, wanted to wake up everybody in the office. Ima went and said, the pastor said, everybody is sacked. You're fired. I never fired though. I was just, we're just conversing how to wake up everybody. But he went and fired every person in my name. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So in the name of Jesus says, you go for him. So there is a situation and you say, in this circumstance, this is what Jesus wants. That is in his name. And when you understand it, you will expect intervention. 
You know the reason many times we use the name and we don't expect anything? Is that, that, you know, the commandments of the Lord are for our benefit. When the Bible says, do not use the name of the Lord thy God in vain, it's because of that. When um, Madame Ozoko cracks a joke, and you shout, ah, Jesus, sir. Or Alibaba cries, you shout, Jesus. The same Jesus, when you now need divine intervention, if you shout it, you yourself will not expect anything. And the demons themselves will also not respect you because you've, they've watched you shout that name. Is, is it the story of the fox and the, that Christ fire fire? How many of us remember that story? The wolf and the little lamb that was, you know, cry fire. You will not expect anything. The demons will also not take you seriously. But if you hallow that name, do not use the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Don't use it. And don't give place to anybody who uses it in vain. Don't allow it at all. When somebody mentions that, even I've said it here before, jokes that have to do with my faith, I don't tolerate it. You cannot, if you're joking with it, be honoring it. You know, there's this uh, particular lady that does, not very, you know, witty lady that does some jokes. What's the lady's name again? The Hajia. Uh-huh. You know, what was her name? Ellen Paul. Okay, she does jokes. And in these jokes, the thing would be that there is a problem and then it's not solved God's way. And then she said, let her go to her village. Then when she goes to her village, the mirror will solve the problem. And then you're laughing. You know what she's saying? She's saying that the name of Jesus is not able to solve the problem. But the people in her village with the mirror and with the witchcraft are able to solve the problem. So I don't watch it. I don't listen to it. I say, this is an insult. If you want, the type of joke I like is the joke that the man, you know, native doctor was doing something. And I can't remember what happened. And the person said, no, it's in Jesus' name. He said, do you want to spoil everything here? That is a joke, but that is the truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot call that name. Angels stand at attention at the mention of that name. Demons bow at that name. We are the only creatures that have the right to choose. And when we choose to dishonor that name, because God does not want to destroy man's life, he will only withdraw. He can't kill you for using that name. But you will suffer the consequences. Because when you now need the power in that name, they will say this one is always joking. Let's not respond to him. Okay? So in the name of Jesus means in honor of. In honor of. I want every businessman, every career person. In fact, everyone here, wherever you are as a student, I want you to do business in the name of Jesus. Not that your business is called El Shaddai and you're doing 419. Your bakery is called a Divine Bakery Limited. Meanwhile, when you put the bread, you don't put the thing that you say you should put. Your business is called a, what are those names people call? You know, eh? Jehovah Jireh, whatever. And then you will not give, you know, those things are superstition. We talked about superstition last Sunday. Superstition is doing something based on something that has no foundation. But when you talk of in honor of, that's what it means. So you set up a business and you determine that not only will you make profit, I will make profit in this business the proper way so that I can be a contributor to the work of my Jesus. Praise the Lord. Then also in this business, my staff that will work with me, they will know that what? Jesus is Lord in this environment. 
The people that I deal with, you have all those as guidelines. When you kneel down in the morning or anytime you're kneeling down and say, Father, bless this business. And you say in the name of Jesus after that prayer, it will record in heaven. Why? Because that business is being carried out in honor. In honor. In honor of Jesus. The same way, let me, you know, the other day I was driving and, you know, because I was getting a bit concerned about the stress women are going through now. Their hair is not their own. Their skin is not their own. Their lips is not their own. Their eyelash is not their own. Nothing they have on them is their own. So I was just getting a bit, uh, no, don't worry. I can't see you. I'm not seeing. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody. <laughs> anyway. You know, so, 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 but, but, no, no, listen, listen, listen. But, but the Lord said to me, he said, why do people paint their buildings? Because I was feeling all those things are not necessary. And he said to me, why don't you finish building a house and leave it unpainted? Why do you even plaster it? He said, allow them to plaster their, this thing. Let them put foundation. Let them paint their building. Listen, it, it, you know, because I'm a very practical person. And ask my, I want to ask the sense in it. So he said, why do you, your car you're driving, why do you paint? If the car doesn't have paint, it will still move from A to B. Shh. Usher, please go to the back. Just go to the back. Do you understand? He said, why do you do those? He said, leave them. Nobody will build a house and refuse to paint it. In fact, people build houses in those days when we were growing up and don't paint it. We'll say that in Obony, that they can't complete, that they have made a covenant. The day they finish this house, they'll die. So, he said, you paint houses, you paint your cars, leave them. He said, the only thing is this, who are they doing it for? In honor of who? In honor of who? In honor of who? So, look good. Praise the Lord. Look good, be safe. It's just that be careful because you're, you might not be able to be identified in two different places. Make sure that you maintain the same thing so that, you know, your identity will not be in question. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people laughing? Praise the Lord. In honor of, in honor of, I remember many years ago, you know, as a younger Christian, I was an usher. And somehow, you know, somehow, it's not today that from childhood, I was careful about my appearance. When I got born again, I tried, ask my wife, I tried to be terrible in appearance. It didn't work. I thought that part of the things that should change is that I should come out, you know, with my beard, with, you know, I didn't have beard, with my hair, you know, wearing colors, scatter, everything. It didn't work. I'm telling you the truth. It didn't work. But you see, everything you are able to do that is good is a gift. Do you know that? Do you know some people have the gift of looking good? Some people don't have the ability. We are praying for Konjoy Wala to become the what? President of WTO. But you know you will not present her as Miss Nigeria. As Mama Nigeria. Mm -mm. As Auntie No, she is our brain. But in terms of... Uh -huh. mm -mm. But we love and honor her. Now, there are some persons that brain-wise, if we measure them two times two, they will tell you it's 27. But you see, their looks alone, when you see them, you smile. So when we're ushers, you know, in my younger days... I realized that when our general overseer is going to visit, they will see there will be 25 ushers. They will select five. And what will be the thing about the five? It's not those that fasted more. 
It's not those that prayed more. It will be those that were fine and look good. So I say, so this man liked to see better. There's something about the eyes to see what is good. But now when they see you, who do you turn their attention to? That is what determines who you are serving. When they see you, do you turn attention to Jesus? That is where it is. Because the gift is his. Everything bright and beautiful. Who made them all? The Lord God made them all. But honor him. The same way the man who has money is under responsibility, under a demand to do what? Honor the Lord with it. Now, if you don't have, you can honor with it. But if you have, you must. You know, the Bible says, Deuteronomy 8.18, it says what? For it is he that what? Gives us the power to do what? To make wealth. Why does he give us power to make wealth? I like the way the Living Bible put it. It says he gives us the power to be rich. You know, put that one. The Living Bible, if we have it. He gives us this power to make wealth. Why? It says that what? He does it to fulfill his promise to what? Your ancestors. God gives us power. You're here as a businessman. If you don't already have that power, you can claim it. But provided, that's where the danger is. Provided that wealth will be covenant wealth. What is the promise to the ancestors? It says, in you shall all the nations of the earth world be blessed. Be blessed. If we had more successful Christian businessmen, do you know that sin will reduce a bit? Because you will help more young ladies without asking anything from them. You will help more young men that would have probably been tempted and overtaken with crime. You will do more good things. So the reason God gives us these things is that we honor him. So your business, your prosperity, your beauty, your marriage should work for the sake of Jesus. You're having an issue in your marriage. Say, in the name of Jesus, let this marriage work. Why? We want to testify. Praise the Lord. In his name, let my neighbors say, ah, why is this, why are this couple different? And then they will say, it's because what? Jesus is Lord in their midst. That's what it means. And when you're now in such a situation, you go down on your knees and say, Father, let there be peace. Let there be understanding. Let this woman stop. You know, every time here we're talking about men beating their wives. Do you know that the words of your mouth, they don't inflict physical injury, but they pierce a man. A man can be reduced to nothing by the words you speak. The same way a man can be raised to being a giant by the same words you speak. So we see what the men beat with their hands. But the one the women do with their own voices or with their mouths, we are not able to see. But it may last longer and hurt more. Long and short is this. Wherever you're involved in that situation, you can say in the name of Jesus, let there be change. Praise the Lord. Remember we say power for all things what? Belongs to God. Belongs to God. So in the name also means on behalf. You realize that the healing that Peter and the other disciple did at the gate beautiful. What happened? They asked them for what? Arms, silver and gold. And what did they say? They say silver and gold what? We don't have. But that which we have, we give to you. Now what did he say? In the name of Jesus, rise up. What did they have? They had Jesus. That was who they had. And in that situation, they say, Jesus, please, it's you we have. What should you do? Rise, raise this man. Let this man be raised from the dead. That's what it means. So you find yourself because another burden that comes upon us as Christians 
is that, you know, people have told us, this person has the anointing for, this person has the anointing. The Bible says you have an anointing from the Holy One and he teaches you how many things? All things. The truth is, in the name of Jesus, you can do what? All things. The Bible also makes us understand that. I can do how many? All things through Christ who strengthens me. The challenge is this. Do you want to do it in his name? Many times we want things to be done and we call the name of Jesus, but it's in our honor. Because of that, number one, sometimes pride won't let us pray where we should pray. You see, if I went about, if in my office, everybody who is sick, I prayed for them in the name of Jesus. If the first seven didn't get healed, will I become ashamed? Ordinarily, I should if I was doing it in my name. But if I was doing it in honor of Jesus, in obedience to his word, I would pray for the eighth person. And the faithfulness of God will see to it that this man is not about his glory. You see, we can clothe pride and self and vainglory with spirituality. And that's one thing that you have to learn as you mature in the Lord. I don't bother looking good. Let God just do good. You know, some people want to sound good. Some people want to appear good. Some people want you to feel that they are you know, acting on your behalf. But the truth is this, all of that amounts to nothing if the Lord himself, what, does not respect them. What you need as a man of God, what you need as a woman of God, is that God, the Bible said of Samuel, God did not, what, let any of his words fall to the ground. That's what you need. I don't need people to say, when this man prays, the whole place shakes. The shaking is not what you want. Is it what you want? You want the answer. And the man cannot answer. I can make the sound, type of sound here that everywhere will shake. But you won't remain here. And it's not shaking you want. What you want is what? Faith to be healed. And what brings faith to be healed? Connection between you that is listening to me with Jesus at my back. But if I stand too tall, you won't see Jesus. In the name of Jesus means it is him and him only. It's in your interest. So with that, you're too safe. Nobody can come and say, this man, like someone told us, you say, daddy, your prayer is not working. I mean, for a child, you might need to work harder so that, you know, that child can, but my prayer is not working. I'll go to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I'm doing what you asked me to do. Please heal this man for your own word, namesake. That's it. So as we understand that, it gives us confidence in line with his commission. In line with Jesus' commission. These are all in the name of Jesus. When you understand all of this, then you can begin to see and understand the power that is available to you and I. And also the responsibility that we carry. It means in every circumstance, you must decipher Jesus' interest and your interest. That's the simple truth. And many times the line can be very blurry. Because self does not have control. You can control self, but the self doesn't have control. Self will want to appear everywhere. Self will want to determine who God will bless, how God will bless, to the extent God will bless. But when you understand that, it's not me. And what makes us understand that? We ask ourselves, you know, we ask ourselves, what price, what investment, what have I done that should warrant me getting that honor? Praise the Lord. Did you get that question? You know, okay, I'm the pastor, you're sitting down, I'm standing down, I'm speaking. And then, and then, maybe, okay, I've fasted, you know, to come and preach to you. Some people say, do you know I fasted to come and declare to you? And then some people are not fasting, they're hungry, they haven't eaten. 
You're fasting for 20 days. Someone is hungry for 24 days. Which one is worse? I did this, I did this. You have done nothing. The only value that empowers what we expect and what we believe God for is what Jesus has done. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you except, except Christ and him crucified. If you kill me, the limit of my sin will not bring that power. It had to be the perfect sinless son of God. It's not just the death of somebody. No, Jesus' death is not the death of somebody. It's the barrier of a seed, a perfect seed that brought many sons to glory. What are we saying today? There is authority in that name. We descend that name like we began to say on Sunday. We descend the power in that name. And we move about, not in church only. Yes, here, in, I mean, as time will permit us, we will, like we tried to do some time ago, we encourage one another, maybe after service, pray for one another, exhort one another. But everywhere as you go, the Bible says, whatever you do, do all what? In the name or to the glory of Jesus. Do, as you're going now, understand, I carry his name. A trying circumstance, you speak the name. A question pops up, you bring the name. You know and expect that that name is going to do what? What? Let me share with you a story that I heard recently. Some of us may have heard. How many of us have YouVersion Bible app? YouVersion Bible app. Okay. Do you know that app should have made, been making money for the owners the same way, you know, some other major apps. I think over millions of it downloaded. But the story behind that app is there is a man, David Green, an American. He's about some, something years now. He owns a business, Hobby Lobby. He started his business with a $600 loan. Okay? Over time, this man gives 50% of his pre-tax profit for the gospel. He's sponsoring you version. That's why every day they tell you, update. And you're paying nothing for it. I think there are about 3,000 translations of the Bible now you can get on version. So much of it. Why? Because a man has said, I'm doing business. He's on uh, Forbes billionaire list. But he's called the Bible billionaire because he acknowledges and he devotes his children growing up, everybody coming up. 50% pre-tax, not title. That's more than title. That's a lot of money. He puts this into the Bible. He's built what they call a, a, a Bible museum somewhere. I, I think it's in Washington or somewhere. Invest all of that and ask him what? He says it's in his name. It's for him. Everything I have belongs to him. So when you say, ah, how are you able to do this? Then you're misunderstanding the whole thing. It belongs to him. You should say, how am I keeping this? Now, such a man, do you think he can be poor? Even if he wants to be poor, God won't let him. Because of the things that, what, that is, there is an interest in him. What am I saying to us today? Get a revelation of God's interest and you will live life victoriously. Get a revelation of God's interest. Even in your place of work, you sit down, maybe tomorrow, Monday, you're going to have a meeting with 10 contemporaries or 10 colleagues or 10 superiors or 10 juniors. Today, desire that the anointing will rest upon you. That when you sit in that meeting, you want to sit in the name of Jesus. You will see what will happen. You will speak a word and everybody will keep silent. You know, Job said that when he spoke, everybody kept quiet. And when people met, they waited for him to speak. That is the power of God saying, this man and I 
are in partnership. Let's rise on our feet. So when we sing, when we come in the name of Jesus, tell me who has the power to oppose in the mighty name of Jesus. We have the victory. That victory is everywhere. Over demonic powers, yes. Over personal struggles. Yes, over things that are very personal, you can't share with someone. Over things that are not even your concern, you can desire. The apostle said, Lord, they did this against your name. But now, we want to speak your word with boldness. That through your name, through the name of your holy son Jesus, less healings, less signs and wonders. We are living in a time that people are wondering, where is God? Can you tell yourself, please, Lord, appoint me as your ambassador. Appoint me as your emissary. Let me be your witness. And not in another man's land. Right here where I am. In my office. In my house. And for somebody in this church. Some of us belong to this church. You don't give any form of financial support. You don't give emotional support. You don't give moral support. You give no support. You can complain once or twice. There is nothing else they know you for. And you honor us with warming the seats. Beautiful. It's not about the pastor. What is the interest that heaven? Are you in partnership? Can, G, can you say to Jesus, I will prosper because I'm your partner. I will succeed because we're in partnership. I will overcome this situation because your name is called upon me. Lord, help me. I want you to make that a prayer. I want you to make that a prayer. I want you to make that a prayer. It doesn't matter. The trying circumstance that you are facing. It doesn't matter the trying situation that is before you. I want you to look to the Lord. There is a name that is guaranteed. That is assured to have response. The Bible says, Wherefore has been given to our Lord and Savior Jesus. The name that is above every other name. That at the mention of that name, every knee should bow. Not some knee. Every knee. Every knee. Every knee. Philippians chapter 2. Every knee should bow. Every knee. At the mention of that name. Every knee. Every knee. God has given him that name. It's an interest that if you partner with, you can be sure to win. You can be sure to win. It's a side you are on. Politicians will know that in this election, this party is the party that will win. In spite of the candidate. That name is the name that will win. In spite of the challenges. In spite of the difficulties. Lord, I align. Lord, I surrender. Lord, I put myself under. We learn that the power of God is subservient to God's purposes. What more? How much more should my life surrender to his purposes? Lord, come and be glorified. Come and be glorified. I want you to be known. Make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. Make that your prayer. In John 17 verse 6, the Lord was saying, he was saying to the Father, he says, I've made your name known. Known to the men that you've given to me. Lord, I want to make your name known to my generation. He said, I've manifested your name to the men whom you have given to me out of the world. I want you to desire in my workplace, let your name be manifested through me. Let my husband know you through me. 
Let my wife know you through me. Let my children know. Let my parents know. I want to carry your name. I want to be an emissary of your name. I want to be an ambassador of that name. Lord, I receive the power. Let the sick know that Jesus heals through me. Let the weak know. Let the downcast receive cancer of you through me. Let it be to your name. Father, we are thanking you. Because we know you will hear us. We know you will answer us. In the name of Jesus Christ. There's another prayer I want us to pray. The centurion in Matthew 8, 5 to 13, verse 9. He said to Jesus, our Lord Jesus, when he had requested of Jesus to come and heal his servant. And in verse 9 he said, okay, give us 8. Give us 8 and 9. He said to Jesus, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. What should you do? He said, speak a word and my servant will be healed. Why? Look at what he told us. It says, for I also am a man, what? Under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does that. The background of that is what? I am a man under the Roman, under Caesar's authority. When I speak to my servants, they don't respond to me. They respond to the authority behind me. This morning, I want you to surrender to that authority of Jesus. And bring every other thing under alignment. The Bible says, having a readiness to revenge every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So this morning, deal with your obedience. I don't know what is out of line. I don't know what is out of form. But Lord, I bring my life this is my desire that I can say I am under Jesus' authority that I'm under Jesus' authority that I'm under the authority of my Lord and my God as that becomes certain then the other part of it can be taken for granted that what I say in your name will be so will be so I am a man under authority and if I say Lord, I thank you. And begin to pray that from today, circumstances will respond to you. Situations will respond to you. Doors will open for you. In the name of Jesus, demons will flee at your command. That's the authority you and I have. Devils will back out at your command. You will drive them away. You will speak and it will happen. It is possible, child of God. That's what we are born for. That's what we are born with. That is the authority we carry. We are children of the Most High God. Father, we give you praise. Blessed, blessed be your name. In Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. If you believe God heard you, then give a shout of praise. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Il
Shopping Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.